1: This is v Tonight with veteran handicappers Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on v the Sports Betting Network.
3: This is v Tonight presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Final hour of the big show tonight. Wes Reynolds, Matt Humans here at the Circuit Book downtown Vegas. And uh, the book is not packed, Wes. It's not football season. The college basketball card does not get the crowds out on a Wednesday night but we got a pretty good Thursday night in uh, college basketball to look forward to and break down the betting angles. What's the top game on the card for you Thursday night? I think it's got to be Washington State at Arizona.
2: Yeah, yeah, that certainly would be it for me. I'm going to go through this card after the show tonight, but top two teams in the Pac-12, maybe the only two teams out of the Pac-12 that will be in the field of
3: 68. Arizona opens a 12.5-point favorite at DraftKings, total of 151. We've seen the Wildcats um, in some shaky performances on the Pac-12 road, Mm -hmm. Uh, but they've been pretty tough to beat in Tucson and just beat Arizona State by 40-plus points. I don't think I'm going to take a shot with Washington State. We'll see what Bruce Marshall thinks of this matchup at the top of the Pac-12 conference on Thursday night. Bruce Marshall joins us now, longtime gold sheet handicapper with Vegas Insider. And CBS Sportsline. Bruce, I know you watch a lot of Pac 12 basketball. Washington State, kind of a surprise team, but really well coached team uh, this season. It looks like the Pac 12 might only get two teams in the tournament. Uh, how do you assess the matchup between Washington State and Arizona and Tucson on Thursday night with the Wildcats' 12 and a half point favorites?
4: Yeah, it's it's uh, these are the two that are going to probably, probably go for sure, and we'll see if this Pac can get one more in there. Washington State beat them the first time. Uh, a little over a month ago up in Pullman uh, and, and Caleb was had to get really hot to get a chance to stretch. But, you know, Kyle Smith, he pulled a couple, talk about pulling a couple of uh, rabbits out of his hat in the portal. Isaac Jones out of Idaho, power forward, has been invaluable to them this year, scoring about 16 per game. Jalen Wells from Division II Sonoma State, the forward. He's scoring fifteen per game since the calendar turned to January. And Miles Rice, the freshman guard scoring about sixteen per game. I mean, this is an excellent job Smith has done putting this thing together. And Arizona for all that KO power and they have some huge wins at home this year. They also have had some scraps. UCLA, Stanford, they were in deep trouble versus both of them. They're only four and three against the line at Tucson in the Pac twelve, despite some of those big wins. I'm going to give Washington state a shot. I've been so impressed by these guys, the way they just turn every game into a rock fight. And Kyle Smith's profile as a coach, I think is ascending right now. There's going to be some jobs, maybe opening up some really good ones or potential good ones. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Smith gets a call because he is uh, establishing his coaching chops very nicely.
2: Yeah. And we're going to get to the uh, college basketball coaching carousel here uh, in uh, just a few moments. But Bruce, Bruce, A lot of teams leaving the Pac-12 for the Big uh, Ten. These two teams that we just talked about, not amongst them. But let's go to the Big Ten. And uh, Purdue, uh, after that long winning streak, got snapped at Ohio State. Uh, uh, Jake Diebler, his first win as the interim coach for the Buckeyes. Now they get Rutgers. Rutgers hung around and hung within the number there at the Jersey Mike's Arena. And uh, now they're coming to Purdue. Purdue laying a bunch of points, about 15 and even the size 15 and a half.
4: Yeah, and you know what, we'll see here about um, Purdue's uh, recuperative powers because they have bounced back pretty well, like uh, Larry Holmes did off the canvas against Ernie Shavers in '79 after their two previous losses. So they have bounced back, (laughs) (laughs) so they have bounced back uh, pretty well. Uh, But you know, Rutgers. Um, you know, since uh, Jeremiah Williams got eligible a few games ago, they're four and one with him. Uh, Maywatt Mag, uh, the best defender, he missed a recent game, the Northwestern game. He's back, but Omar Rui has done a bad matchup inside. Uh, and in the past, he is he, he hasn't done too badly against ED in the past. And my bigger question about Purdue right now is, I mean, how much better are they than last year? I still don't think this team or last year's team. Is as good as the team two years ago, Wes, that had Jaden Ivy. I mean, that's that's a lottery pick you've got. And Edie was two years younger then, but they're nothing like like Ivy. Uh, and these are functional guards with you know Smith and Lawyer and them, but they don't have a guy like like uh, Ivy. And I think we'll we'll find out when we get to the dance uh, what happens. But I think Rutgers might hang around tomorrow. This is a pretty big number um so i'm thinking they could slip inside that tomorrow at uh at mackey
3: you know that purdue team got to the uh sweet 16 and lost to st peters and jaden ivy had a horrendous game against st peters uh if you were we looking did. for reasons why that purdue team got bounced that was jaden ivy's worst game of the season we even lost against the piano. Yeah, and and and
2: uh-huh. the tension was palpable between he and coach that's Painter right. on the uh bench right. that night
3: uh Hey Bruce, speaking of the Big Ten and Purdue losing to Ohio State, got a high-profile coaching opening uh, right there. DePaul, not a high-profile opening, but it's it's an opening in Chicago. How do you think the coaching carousel might spin here?
4: It might start spinning really quick here. Um, you know, we know you know DePaul is going to be making a move. They've already done the. Uh, they got an interim in there. So does Ohio State. You mentioned that a second ago with Diebler. Uh, the Ohio State's a big job. There are going to be some other ones opening up Dude, I'm what I'm hearing. One, well, Vanderbilt, uh, I'm hearing they're already working on Jerry Stackhouse's buyout. Expect to see that at the end of the season Two, Michigan. Juwan Howard, um, even though he was ill at the beginning of this season and Dickinson leaving to Kansas did not help. Uh, this team is poorly constructed. A lot of people in Michigan are not thrilled about Howard. You could see that happening. I'm hearing some rumblings about Indiana. Wes could probably plug me in more to that, but Mike Woodson, you know, this Bob Knight thing, uh, it ain't working with Woodson, and uh, Indiana's thinking about it. So that's a possibility there, too. Louisville, Kenny Payne, I think they've about had it with him. That certainly wasn't a good audition tonight to stick for another year. And uh, Stanford, maybe, too. Uh, We'll see, you know, Jared Haas has got, uh, you know, a few weeks here to see if he can save his job before. He goes off into thankless territory of the ACC next year. So there's going to, this carousel is going to start spinning uh, probably – I don't think we'll see any more until the end of the regular season, but we could see some openings at major jobs really quick once the season concludes.
2: Gosh, Bruce, I hope you're right. I, I hope uh, some of the, uh, some of the uh, donors at Indiana University get to Quinn Buckner because this was Quinn Buckner's hire of Mike Woodson. He, of course, not the athletic director, but the uh, head of the board of trustees. So uh, we shall see certainly very unimpressive for Indiana tonight. But it, in terms of Ohio State, Bruce, uh, what names are you hearing? Because I've been hearing, of course, Sean Miller. I think everybody's hearing that. Greg McDermott uh, certainly one I've heard. Uh, Lamont Paris, perhaps, as a dark horse at South Carolina. Anybody else that you're hearing out there?
4: Uh, Dusty May's name is going to mm-hmm. come up a, a lot here. Um, and, and if Indiana happens to open, there's a connection with him back to Indiana, too. And that might be one last stab the Hoosiers would make to the night connection there um, with May. But I think he might be on the move. I'll tell you the one guy who I would love to be his agent right now, is Amir Mm Abdur-Rahim. He is very soon going to be the hottest commodity. What he's done with South Florida this year, that team wasn't that good last season. Look at these guys right now. I don't know why Lenardi and these guys aren't putting them in the bracket somewhere. They lead the American after what he did at Kennesaw, taking a program from nothing almost. Uh, He's got connections all throughout the South. His brother used to play in the NBA as the president of the G League. Uh, I mean, he, is a, he, sh- he should go somewhere where he can win a national title. And some of those jobs that are opening up might do it. I don't know if he wants to leave Tampa that quick. But this is the guy whose star is really rising right now. And uh, um, he's, he's looking at a really big payday pretty soon.
3: Bruce Marshall, CBS Sports Line, Vegas Insider with us. And, uh, Bruce, you've got Rutgers plus 15.5 at Purdue. Washington State plus 12.5 at Arizona. Uh, We're going to get to your West Coast games after the break. we got one more to sneak in here in the final two minutes, and you're going to the extra board. 306-531 on the rotation. Queens at Stetson. And it looks like you're going to lay six with the Hatters and play this over 159.
4: The Mad Hatters in beautiful Deland, Florida, the county seat of Volusia County, very close to Daytona Beach. It is a beautiful place. I've thought about actually – Relocating there at times, but Stetson has been so good at home this year. Nobody has uh, beaten them in the A Sun in that uh, cozy little Edmonds uh, gym. There, in fact, the only game they lost at home was to Chicago State, which also is the only team that beat Northwestern this year at home. Uh, but uh, you know, at home they've been very tough to beat. Queens does not win on the road, so you've got that going for you. Stetson at home, Queens on the road. It's a very fair price. They beat Queens by 18 the first meeting. Over is also something to look at here. It has been over consistently for Queens, except the last game against Jacksonville and the first game against uh, Stetson. The other nine games of the last 11 have all gone over and usually well over. And the last seven of the last nine Queens games have gone over uh, this 159 we're seeing tomorrow. An irresistible combination for overs. A good offense going over 80 per game and a defense that considers. It' an annoyance to play defense to give up over eighty two per game. That's a great combo for an over. Over in the Mad Hatters tomorrow in All All
3: right, uh, Bruce. We're going to get to your West Coast games. Got to take a quick break. Um, Wes, anything jump out to you there? Would you play Rutgers? Would you play Washington State? Are you considering those two dogs in the Big Ten uh, the I, I,
2: I don't know yet. Now, I actually read something uh, earlier today in terms of a. Uh, splits on the road and at home and in terms of uh, in terms of point margin I believe Nebraska was number one that got put a kibosh to it they uh, had the biggest home and away split of any team in the country and uh, they go ahead and win on the road Arizona is one of those top teams with that home and away split I believe uh, plus 169 at home in terms of total points and then uh, plus 30 on the road so We'll see here. Uh, Arizona is a big number, though, against Wazoo.
3: Arizona off a 105.60 victory over Arizona State in Tucson over the weekend. Quick break, more with Bruce Marshall and his best bets when we come back on V tonight.
5: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury
2: VSIN tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on VSIN,
1: the sports betting network.
3: If you're looking for a betting edge or in college basketball, the VSIN experts have got you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Visit slash pro. That's vsincom pro. Bruce Marshall, a true pro, rejoins us here. Uh, Bruce with uh, Vegas Insider, CBS Line. And uh Bruce, we're going to jump around a little bit here. We'll go to the West Coast in a minute, but uh how about seven ninety five seven ninety six on a rotation? I know that you leave no stone unturned in college basketball. How about Moorhead State at Western Illinois? We have got a uh, viewer of the show and a sometimes a Vcent contributor who's a Western Illinois graduate, and uh, he's got some strong trends on the leathernecks in the first half. They have five point home underdogs tomorrow night. Have you played this team much, talking about the Leathernecks?
4: I have, though I got on them a little late. They had that long win streak there, and uh, they've been chasing uh, Moorhead State right at the top of the Ohio Valley. I think they had like nine wins in a row earlier. So I have – I did get on them a few times. I lost uh, once or twice with them too, but they've been a pleasant surprise. The Leathernecks, where Lou Saban once coached football in the late 50s before he moved – into
2: the AFL. Wow, that's a, that, I, did not, I did not know that. By the way, Moorhead State, uh, who's playing the Leathernecks, they were on cruise control in this Ohio Valley, Matt, and uh, now have lost three in a row. They've been the clear best yeah. team. And uh, now UT Martin, Arkansas Little Rock, and the aforementioned Western Illinois Leathernecks just uh, half game out.
3: I was going to say Western Illinois right there in the race, and that, that makes Ian McDonald happy.
2: Yeah, Morehead State was dominating this conference and a uh, three-game losing streak at the wrong time.
3: West, you, or, uh, Bruce, you look at the Big West. How did UC San Diego get good? Right now the Tritons are uh, one game back of UC Irvine at the top of that conference, and UC San Diego is playing Thursday night at Teams in Action. I think you went down to that gym recently. That's eight seventeen on the rotation, and this one's UC San Diego at Riverside, and the Tritons are three-point road favorites.
4: They are good. I give Eric Olin, the coach, a lot of credit. Now, he – a real real, uh, shrewd portal ad there in McGee who came from a small NCCAA, not NC2A and not D2 or NAIA. This is National Christian College Athletic Association, Southwest Nazarene in Oklahoma. And McGee, this guard he brought in, listen – Oh, you can find guys in D2 and NAIA and even in CCCA if they can shoot, you can find a spot for them in uh, in D1. And this kid can shoot. Bryce Pope also is one of the better guards in the Big West, and so most of that program has been pretty stable there. They don't they've had some guys there for a couple of years, where they added McGee, and he has really added something to it. They're they're very solid, uh, experienced team and. Uh, uh Bryce Pope is actually one of the best guards I've seen this season. Really, really good.
2: And uh Bruce, let's go ahead and stick in the uh Big West. Of course, the uh the leader right now is the uh the Eaters of UC Irvine up by one over the Tritons. They're getting the gauchos, been very disappointing this season in the Big West, lay in ten. And then also uh, UC Davis uh, at CSUN, CSUN by one. And Long Beach State, who uh, a bad first half and then just absolutely stormed on Saturday, uh, uh, blowing out CSUN in the second half. They're hosting Bakersfield. They're laying 11 to uh, Rod Barnes's guys. Any of those three Big West games intrigue you for tomorrow?
4: Yeah, I think I will actually be at the pyramid tomorrow night, my alma mater. I'm going to watch the beach play Bakersfield, though. I have great respect for Rod Barnes. He's kept Bakersfield pretty competitive. They beat uh, the beach the first time. I don't think he'll beat them again, but that's a lot of points. Uh, Long Beach might end up being the best. I think so Long Beach and uh, Irvine are the teams we want to watch in the tournament um, as the better teams in this league. Uh, But this may not be that easy. Rod Barnes is doing it again uh, with these guys and uh, keeping them pretty competitive. 12 is a lot of points. One note about Santa Barbara. That game I saw them look really bad last week at UCSD. I really think Mitchell, uh, Jay Mitchell, the best guard, I think he was sick that night because he kept coming in and out of the game. He put fluids in. He looked looked sick. He didn't do much. Uh, But uh, he, he played better Saturday when they beat Hawaii. Uh, This has been a mysterious team this year, uh, Santa Barbara. But if Mitchell's there, and and they had played better on the road until the UCSD game, maybe they got a shot to hang in there. Um, But uh, that note about Mitchell is interesting because I think he was sick that game last week at San Diego.
3: All right, Bruce. So it looks like you're on Santa Clara minus 10 and uh, Bakersfield plus 11, right?
4: Yeah, one note Santa Clara. When they beat you. They're kind of like Arizona. They hammer you. Their last five wins, average win margin, 19 per game. And watch Jalen Benjamin, the transfer kid from Mount St. Mary's, He got hurt early in the season and kind of fell out of Herb's rotations, back in there, 23 points down at uh, USD. I went down there, too, on Saturday night and watched Santa Clara win. Um, Benjamin is coming on now, and uh, Loyola Marymount's going the wrong way, six straight losses. Their top scorer's been out. I think Santa Clara might hammer them tomorrow night.
3: Bruce, I also wanted to ask you, how good is Grand Canyon? Have you you had a chance to look at this team up close? Because we're hearing that Bryce Drew is uh, the likely next to Paul coach. Grand Canyon is one of those teams under the radar that maybe you have seen, but not a lot of people have seen on the West Coast.
4: I saw them back in December just on TV. I mean, they are solid. This might be Drew's best team he's had there. I know there is some, if, if the West Coast Conference ever expands, and they're going to bring in Washington State and Oregon State for two years, but they, they sort of have their eyes on Grand Canyon. There's some different things about the way that school is structured, though, yeah. uh, but they may look at them there. If I'm Drew, this is Drew's best. This is better, I think, than the Grand Canyon teams that went to the dance in recent years. He better think, really, I know he's a Midwestern guy, and DePaul might sound, <laughs> you know, back home, but man, that is a coaching graveyard. In recent years, he better think twice. He'll have better options than that coming up. I think
3: <laughs> Grand Canyon is twenty-four and two. Wes, yes, top the whack.
4: Yeah, they are uh, <laughs>
3: tricky
2: little trip though. Tomorrow uh, they, get, uh, they get they yeah. get Tarleton State. Uh, by the way, GCU has won uh, uh, seven in a row. I think the fifth longest uh, winning streak right now. Got a two and a half game lead in the whack, So I think essentially GCU. Would be able to put this uh, regular season uh, title. By the way, that that tournament at the Orleans Arena. So they would. I, I think they'd clinch that number one seed with the win tomorrow night.
3: Pretty good bet. that Bruce Marshall's is going to be there. Bruce, are you making plans to be at all the conference tournaments in Las Vegas?
4: I'll try. I'll try wherever they give me a credential. I'll, I'll go. I usually Mountain West. Usually pretty good about it. I I really should go to the Pac-12 this year. It's the last one. So maybe I'll try to go there, and if I have time to get over to the Orleans, I'll do that. It's a great week to be in uh, in Vegas, and I can also walk from my house over to uh, the Big West Big in West. Henderson, the Dollar uh, Loan
2: Center out there in Henderson. Yeah. We love the Big cozy. West basketball. Great on place.
3: this show. Hey yeah, Bruce, great place to watch a game. Always appreciate the time. Let's catch up with you again soon. Good luck. Okay, boys, thank you. Thank you, Bruce. Bruce Marshall, longtime Gold Sheet handicapper. With uh, Vegas Insider and CBS Sportsline. And again, uh, we'll put Bruce's plays up on the VSIM Pro page. But a quick recap of what he played. He's taking Rutgers plus 15.5 at Purdue. Washington State plus 12.5 at Arizona. And then Santa Clara minus 10. Bakersfield plus 11. And Wes, I'm not even sure you had a chance to handicap this game yet. Stetson over Queens. I, I have, The I Hatters have. minus 6. And over I have
2: not. I, I had a high school buddy, though, by the way, that did play for the uh, Stetson Hatters. Uh, so uh, uh, I do follow that program a little bit. Uh, one one more uh, note of housekeeping, because I know we were talking about the uh, Michigan Northwestern. I believe this is game number six for Doug McDaniel. It's supposed to be six road games. So uh, uh, this from Thomas. Uh, who uh, listens to us and listens to all of us on the network, uh, said McDaniel is still suspended. Uh, I didn't see him listed uh, on the injury screen. I was clicking on the Don Best, but uh, uh looks like he is out. Uh, Nakumwa also out for the rest of the season with a wrist injury.
3: Well, that's a double-figure score. Big loss for uh, Michigan. This is the think...
2: highest favorite, by the way, uh, just to interject mm-hmm. one thing. This is the highest favorite Northwestern has been in a Big Ten game since 2016, when they were laying 18 and a half to Rutgers.
3: Okay. Yeah, it's a big number, but I, I think it's also uh, it's warranted. Yeah. It's,
2: it, it's certainly warranted, guy.
3: Yeah. Did um, you see the uh, right before the half of the Michigan State Michigan game? It's tied, and the Spartans. Can't remember which guard had the ball at half court, and I think it was Doug McDaniel. Mm-hmm. Just slapped him on the arm and fouled him with like two tenths of a second left. Yeah, and just gave the Spartans two free throws for nowhere. It's one of the yeah. dumbest fouls you're gonna see the entire season. That,
2: that yeah, absolutely. Uh, that, that, that another dumb team. I was referring to that 2016 uh, Rutgers team. I believe that was the last year of uh, of Eddie Jordan. Talk about an awful hire, man. You get some of these NBA guys. I'm finding that out right now. Yeah, my alma mater. You get some of these NBA guys coming to return to college. You were mentioning how they usually flop. Eddie Jordan was another one. That Northwestern game, by the way, where they laid 18 and a half. The Purple Cats beat the Scarlet Knights 98 to 59 uh, in that 2016, and that was, of course, a uh, uh, Northwestern team that did go 20 and 12.
3: Another former NBA player who's a burnout and a failure as a, a college coach. Yeah. How about Chris Mullen at St. John. Oh gosh.
2: Yeah, be careful about doing this, man. It sounds good and theory, but, boy, these guys don't have the relationship with these
3: high school coaches. All right, we're going to talk NBA and college, more college hoops when we come back here. Stay tuned to v Sin tonight.
1: This is v tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on v the sports betting network.
3: All right, football season's in the books. Now, the VSIN experts have just released our free NBA at the break betting primer. Get the free guide today and bet the NBA smarter with futures bets, Eastern and Western conference analysis, betting tips for the rest of the regular season. VSIN.com slash guide. Get your free copy today. VSIN.com slash guide. And again, 12 games in the association on Thursday night. Uh, Wes, Pistons. Pacers right out of the break. Your Indiana Pacers, 11.5 point home favorites, total of 247.5. How do you feel about the Pacers in, we'll call it the second half, even though we're past the midpoint, with a a new look uh, team with Pascal Siakam. I
2: think they're going to try hard, and they're going to try to get into that top four. Right now, they're the sixth seed. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Doesn't look like Aaron Neesmith is going to go tomorrow. Shin issue, Jalen Smith battling a, a back injury. He's questionable, but turner mather and back they did miss a game before the break and obviously uh halliburton and uh and uh, siakam but i don't know if i necessarily want to lay the pacers here because of course uh, a lot of these guys were you know some of them uh, went out of town and went on vacation but a lot of these guys were part of the all-star festivities uh over the weekend so you know uh, i don't know if there's a such thing as like the the hangover here because of course they were part of the skills challenge Halliburton was in the three-point Halliburton was in the all-star game as well so you know maybe a little flat uh, small lean Pistons here but with not a lot of conviction
3: How about this game uh, between two of the top three teams in the West the Clippers at OKC that's a good matchup right out of the break too and uh, Thunder open two point home favorites total of 237 and a half right now Minnesota the top team in the West OKC a game and a half back and the Clippers two games back but the Clippers the best record in the association since December first.
2: Yeah, it looks. It looks like at least our early reports. Obviously, you kind of have to wait a little bit on uh, on uh, some of these Clippers guys. But uh, uh, Kawhi looks like he he is going to go uh, for this game against the uh, Thunder tomorrow. And I believe, uh, uh, I think, I think, uh, I, I know he was injured when he when he was first acquired, but. Uh, uh, Gordon Hayward, I believe going to now make his debut tomorrow for the Oklahoma City Thunder. You know, a guy that's going to come off the bench, but said he was available for the Clipper for the game against the Clippers where tomorrow.
3: Gordon, where did Gordon Hayward grow up?
2: He grew up in Brownsburg, Indiana, oh, the hometown wrote. of uh, okay. of uh, my late mother, the late great Deborah Reynolds. Uh, so Brownsburg, Indiana, he was a hell of a tennis player, actually. didn't actually play AAU basketball one summer, and it hurt him in recruiting because he was playing tennis. Uh, But uh, Gordon Hayward, I think that's kind of an under-the-radar sneaky move, assuming he's healthy, because this guy off the bench, because the Thunder's a really young team. This is a guy that's a veteran that's been on a lot of losing teams in the NBA, a lot of time in Charlotte. That Jazz team was kind of okay when he was there, but probably excited to be on a genuine Western Conference contender, which, of course, the uh, Thunder are right now. They'd be the number two seed, Clippers number three.
3: I don't know if this was a uh, joke or it was a serious comment. I saw it on Twitter today, and I don't know if it was one of those fake Twitter sites, but did Doc Rivers really say that about Shay Gilgis-Alexander? I don't know about what he said Dwight about Shay Gilgis-Alexander. He said before they made the trade, the, when he was with the Clippers, before they made the trade for Paul George with OKC, He said, I I went to Kawhi, and I said, are you sure about this? Because I think Shea is going to be a lot better than people think. Like, he cautioned against making the trade. Yeah, and that's easy
2: to say now, right?
3: Right, right. Doc Rivers is full of There's a lot of people
2: that thought Shade Gilgis-Alexander, by the way, was going to be a good player. Maybe not this level. But
3: Kawhi was pushing for the Paul George deal at the time. And Doc Rivers now claims, he said, I don't know if we should do this. Shea Gilgis-Alexander is going to be a hell of a Mm -hmm. player. Guess what? SGA now averaging thirty one point one points a game uh, so, for so, an OKC so, uh, team that's uh, a serious contender.
2: That uh, could be a little bit self serving here, but uh, yeah, I, a, so. a couple a couple yeah. more on this. Uh, Clippers obviously have the size against Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City, uh, despite the fact they have Chet, not very good at rebounding, uh, and the Clippers do have Zubach. One of the things that's under you know understated about the Clippers not only having Zubach, but Mason Plumlee. Daniel Tice, who they got in a buyout, uh, so they've got some depth down low, you know, in terms of defense, in terms of rebounding. Uh, so, you know, looking at that, and then uh, we'll see how many, how many, ga- how many minutes Gordon Hayward uh, is going to play. This would be his first game, I believe, since uh, right after Christmas because he had been out with an injury. So, uh, uh, not not sure yet what I'm going to do here uh, because I, I think. This is obviously, I think, a big game for the Thunder. It's a big game for both teams, but for the Thunder, because, look, they want to try to get that number one seed. And, and I think the Timberwolves do as well. Like the Nuggets, if they get it, they get it. If they don't, they don't. When you're the champion, you feel like you have the confidence you can win a game seven on the road. I think the Clippers probably feel that too, even though uh, maybe they should uh, go ahead and try for that number one seed.
3: Speaking of the Nuggets, they open as 15-point uh, home favorites against Washington. Nice to catch the Wizards out of the break. That's a good way to open with a cupcake out of the All-Star break. How about this game in the West, Phoenix and Dallas? Do we know who's going to be on the floor for the Suns and the Mavericks? Dallas opens two and a two-and-a-half point. Favorite total, 243 and a half.
2: Yeah, it looks like Luka is going to go. Uh, Dante Exum going to be out for the uh, Mavericks. Brad Beal, we don't know yet uh, if, if he's going to go. Hamstring issue. Thad Young uh, just got acquired. Uh, uh, he is going to be... Uh, I think, eligible for Phoenix. So high total here, 243.5, uh, uh, minus 2.5. Uh, Dallas right now, they're in, they're in that uh, play-in. I think Dallas is the 7 right now, and Sacramento is the 8. And then, of course, the, uh, the uh, Suns, uh, you know, who a lot of people, I, I know JVT was uh, very high on them preseason, even though he's all aboard the Clippers uh, now and really has been for a couple months. Uh, uh, Phoenix currently the 5 seed. Uh, so uh, you know, you really ha- we hadn't had a lot of games with uh, KD and uh, and Brad Beal and Devin Booker together. So I don't know what this team ceiling
3: is. Phoenix, uh, by the way, going to be on the road Friday at Houston. So not the easiest schedule out to break for the Suns. The Golden State's playing back to back home games. Thursday night uh, home against the Lakers. Warriors open five and a half point favorites at DraftKings. Then the Warriors are home against Charlotte on. Friday night.
2: Yeah, it, it was three you said LeBron's out Friday. Yeah, LeBron's yeah. not going to go with the ankle against the Warriors. So, uh, you know, and, and and maybe that's precautionary just sitting him on the first of a back-to-back cuz the Lakers also do have a back-to-back like the Warriors. They have the Spurs uh coming in on Friday. So, uh, LeBron not going to go and and there was kind of thought that he wasn't because he didn't play a lot in the All-Star game. He played very few minutes in, in the All-Star game, so no surprise that he is out. Obviously, it has been adjusted now to uh, minus six most places, still five and a half at DraftKings.
3: Any of the West Coast games and college hoops uh, on your radar as possible plays for tomorrow night? I'm going to give you one. David Denine from Reno, mm-hmm. former college basketball player at Cal Poly. He's uh, faring very well in the uh, Circuit College Hoops Challenge. He's going to be a guest on the show uh, Friday night. He circled Cal Poly, Cal State Fullerton, eight twenty one, eight twenty two on the rotation. He's looking under the total of one thirty and a half in that game.
2: Oh yeah, Look, I'll tr- I'll trust David deneen on, on, His the, on the big question. Coaches are best team.
3: friends; they know exactly what each uh, each other's trying no, to do. No, that's
2: that's nice one team. I will write down, and uh, maybe I'll go ahead and and uh, tail that play. That might be a very good idea. Uh, smalling late to Stanford. Is a small favorite at home over Oregon. Stanford got swept, by the way, in Washington. Now they're under five hundred. Uh, uh, actually, Stanford uh, uh, it, it kind of fell apart for them late at Washington State. They were right inside the number with uh, until about a few minutes to go, and then Washington State ran them out. Oregon uh, gets a late win at Oregon State on Saturday. Uh, uh, blew a blew a thirteen point lead, and then uh, and then hit a shot late in the final seconds to beat. Uh, uh stay at, or to be to Oregon State, so small lean a little bit, a little bit to Stanford. Uh, there is some pick 'em out there. Pick 'em minus a dollar fifteen at DraftKings, uh, minus one. Uh, uh, so uh, definitely a small lean on that side to the Cardinal.
3: I think USC's been the most disappointing team in the in the Pac twelve, and I'm that's about, pretty obvious. Boy, but they it,
2: blew one on Saturday against Colorado? Uh, I
3: was getting ready to say that. Injuries have played a big role in why the Trojans have been so disappointing. I'm not, I'm not going to use the injury excuse for everything. It was a disappointing team anyway. I think this, the next most disappointing team is Colorado. The Buffaloes escaped with a win against USC that they probably didn't deserve. The Colorado's 8-7 and seven in the Pac-12. Oregon is 9-5. and five. A lot of disappointing teams in this conference. I'm... At this point, Wes, I'm going to be surprised if the Pac-12 gets more than two teams in the NCAA. Yeah, and, and,
2: and both those teams you mentioned, uh, it is just the solo game for those two teams. Uh, uh, USC at UCLA on Saturday, uh, Utah at Colorado on Saturday. So the Arizonas, the Washingtons, the Bay Areas, and the uh, Oregon schools uh, get the double dip this weekend.
3: All right, we're going to take a break. We've got more college basketball, but we're also going to have golf best bets as we uh, – Continue to uh, handicap the Mexico Open, which uh, starts on Thursday morning. Get your bets in tonight if you're going to play the PGA Tour stop this week. Tony Finau is the favorite. We're not going to be playing the favorite, though. We're looking for long shots this week. We're going to wrap up the show. Golf betting and a little bit more on uh, basketball when we come back here on the Sports Betting Network.
5: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other
4: This is v
2: tonight with Matt Humans and Wes Reynolds on v the Sports Betting
3: Network. Wes, have you heard about this hot new DraftKings promotion? Tell me about it, Matt. All right, here we go. This week on DraftKings Sportsbook, new players can deposit $5 and get a no sweat bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet loses. Download the app and use promo code VSEN when you sign up. Official sports betting partner of the NBA, promo code VSIN. We did preview the NBA card. Twelve games on Thursday night as the association is back in action. want to mention a little more college hoops here before we move on. And I got we got a question from a, uh, a listener, Doug Fitz, also known as the Sheriff. He was... Um, studying tonight's college hoops board, and he says, uh, any idea why Vanderbilt takes sharp money almost every game? A terrible team against the spread, but sharp money again tonight, and as usual, the commodore got buried. It reminds me of the Cleveland Browns three or four years ago when they always got sharp money lost almost every game yeah
2: georgia we, we we i think talked about that like why they were such a small favorite and that kind of scared me off because georgia had lost a few in a row by the way uh and open to uh close one so somebody came in on vanderbilt and that was not competitive uh uh georgia double digits the whole way they win by 12 against vandy uh, yet another NBA player comes back to college, uh, not working out down there Jerry in Stackhouse, Nashville. Yes,
3: I will say it's a very tough job.
2: It is a tough job. You know, you you have the you have the academics. Even though Nashville, a spectacular city, and that's a really nice campus if you've mm-hmm. never been to it. But uh, I've been to it. But uh, yeah, it, Vanderbilt's one of the toughest jobs. I would in, not in want that job. No, uh, it didn't Jerry work Stackhouse, out for Bryce Drew. Stackhouse
3: as we, would have a much better shot of going to North Carolina. Being successful,
2: yeah. Right? I, I I think the last uh, uh, good Vanderbilt coach was actually the one that was run out of Pittsburgh. That being Kevin Stallings.
3: Yeah, uh, long time had, ago. Had a few had
2: a few good teams there. Uh, you know, they're a long ways removed from uh, C.M. Newton. When he had very good teams there in the eighties, well, Bryce
3: Drew's a good coach. Yeah, uh, he had a terrible team his last year at Vandy. Now he goes to Grand Canyon, and he's twenty-four and two.
2: Yeah, this season. yeah. Yeah, uh, Vandy uh,
3: job's a tough one, man.
2: It it it, it is very tough. Uh, Kevin Stallings, uh, to just looking through his record, taking them to as many tournaments as he did, great job there. Not so good in uh, Pittsburgh though.
3: Well, to answer Doug's question, I don't know if it's a Ken Palm rating or what it is, but Vandy's not getting any any of my money. I, no. I have not bet Vandy once this season, so there are some numbers guys out there. If you see these lines move, a lot of times these groups uh will will hit these because uh, of a numbers difference.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and and, and and I've I think I might have uh bit on them uh
3: Bite on Vandy a couple times? Uh,
2: a, a couple times. I, I did have them when they covered barely against Tennessee at home. Uh, uh, not so much last Saturday. I wasn't on them when they lost by 35. But uh, did bet on them uh, when they were big dogs to the balls because they were going to get up for the rival.
3: 795-796, uh, head State, Western Illinois. And again, that's uh, DraftKings opener is Moorhead State minus 5. Mentioned Western Illinois. just trend is worth mentioning. Weathernecks are 16-1 and one straight up in their last 17 in the first half. Wow. So keep an eye on that tomorrow night. That comes courtesy of Ian McDonald. Yeah,
2: Moorhead State's all of a sudden got a fight. We were talking about that earlier. They were up huge in, the, in that conference. And uh, uh, now just, I believe, up a half a game. They've been really the class of the conference. Remember, they took Indiana. Not that that's any great shakes now, but Indiana had to survive. Indiana had to win on the last possession uh, against Moorhead State earlier this year. Uh, uh, first year head coach uh, Chad Broudreau uh, doing a very good job there in Macomb. All
3: right, let's talk golf. Mexico Open on Thursday. And uh, Wes, you've got all your bets in. They're up on the VSIM Pro page. I put a bunch up there as well. Placements, top 10, top 20s. I'll tell you the long shots I bet Jonathan Vegas, 51 to 1. Maverick McNeely, 60 to 1. One I forgot to mention last hour. Carson Young, 90 to 1.
2: That could be maybe a good top 40 or, or top I 30 him top or something. 20. I him top yeah, 20. Yeah, and that's probably a pretty juicy price, too. Carson Young, uh, uh, remember what I was mentioning earlier in the breakdown of kind of the stats? Uh, I
3: think he might win before Cameron Young does.
2: Proximity gained of 200-plus yards or more. These are obviously long iron shots. Over the last 36 rounds, he was number one in what I modeled uh, uh, for Carson Young. So, uh Look, it could be a very good placement market and uh, uh i have those placement markets as well uh, some guys that
3: uh in the last long shot i'll just mention okay, Bobby Mack, robert mcintyre 120 to one you have the same play
2: right yeah i do uh i'll mention just a few because i get a bunch of these uh, up on the vcin pro page in terms of uh tony finau is the only top 10 i played some of the top 20s keith mitchell steven jaeger emiliano grillo nikolai Hoygard, uh we're all top 20s for me. Some of the top 30s, McNeely, Pat Rogers, Johnny Vegas, uh, 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 Sam Stevens, who I have on the future. Brandon Wu, who uh, Matt Grill mentioned earlier. Uh, second and third here. Uh, Cam Champ. This could be a place where Cam Champ uh, uh, goes well here. He was like a forty. And then the top 40s, these are for more of the longer shots. Uh, Alejandro Tosti, top 40. Uh, uh, Joe Bramlett, another long driver. Kevin Doherty. Another very long driver of the golf ball. Uh, so uh, those were my uh, top 40 wagers up there at decent
3: So how many top 10s did you play Tony Finau? Just Tony 10?
2: Finau. He was my only top 10 because where I usually live on these placement markets is in like the top 20s. Uh, uh, top top 30s are not offered a lot of places. I know DraftKings offers them. Mm-hmm. I believe Bet Rivers also offers them uh so they're not offered everywhere a lot of times it's just 10s and 20s at some places and then sometimes they go right to the top 40s but uh uh, a couple of those shops do offer top 30s and look that that often matters like because it allows you to be a little bit safe too if you're not quite confident in the top 10 to go those top 20s top 30s yeah they only pay out maybe sometimes like 115 or 120 instead of that big plus 180 or two dollars in a top 20 but 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 they pay but they pay pretty well and you know sometimes you'll get these look i even though i had a losing week at riviera last week i got lucky on a couple of those top 20s adam scott making that bomb on 18 got me a top 20 tony Finau birdied the last uh so
3: I had two players. So I played top twenty, and they tied for nineteenth. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and by
2: the way, it. too, check your rules. Some places will pay full placements, even, and some will go dead heat rules. I I, I believe BetMGM does full uh full placements, no matter how many players tie uh, in the in the top twenty. But that's what you want to check. You want to check to see if you're getting the full payout. Or if you're getting dead heat, where it's like, okay, we had four guys uh, tie for T 19, so we're gonna chop it, you know, you know, four ways. So uh, uh, gotta check your house rules on that.
3: Tony Finau, the favorite, 17 to two odds. That's plus 850 uh, to top 10. Finish top 10, plus 115.
2: That'd be the only way I'd go here. I mean, yeah, could he win? Sure. I don't but... think
3: his putting's good enough to win right now. Yeah, but...
2: I don't. I don't believe it is too, because he he makes plenty of birdies, but he does become a, a bogey fee now at times. He really has a couple bad runs, uh, like three and four straight bogeys uh, there at Riviera. The form, I mean, not awful. He finished. Uh, uh, what was it? He finished uh, sixth at Tory Pines when I was on him uh, uh, four weeks ago. That's that's his only top ten so far this year.
3: Nikolai Hogard, the second choice, 14-1. to Keith Mitchell, 22-1. to Former Georgia Bulldog, right?
2: Yeah. Uh, Nikolai is a guy I like to. Nikolai is a guy that that I've hit on the DP World Tour. Actually hit the uh, finale over there, the uh, DP World Tour Championship in Dubai, where he held off Rory McIlroy. Rory won the race to Dubai. Nikolai won the tournament. So uh, uh, Nikolai top 20. I actually got it at plus money. I don't know if I'd lay minus 120, but Keith Mitchell was the shortest guy I played. Uh, I got him at 25 to 1. Uh, just guys off the tee is what you want to have. And you look at this first page, and Matt Grill mentioned it, you got a lot of guys looking for that first win uh, on the PJ Tour. Nikolai Hoygaard, Steph, Stephen Yeager, Taylor Pendriff, Chorborn Olsson. who was good to me last year on the DP World Tour. Thomas Dietrich, Ryan Fox, who has been killing it on the DP World Tour, now playing a little bit more uh, here. Patrick Rogers still seeking that first win. Davis Thompson. Uh, I know uh, Matt Brown and Kelly Binland on long shots were on uh, EVR. Eric Von Royen, who did win the, uh, the Mexico event uh, late in the fall, has won a couple times the South African on the PGA Tour.
3: I mentioned uh, Jeff Sherman, golf odds maker at the Westgate Superbook. His pick to win this week's Patrick Rogers at thirty five to one.
2: I believe I, I believe I played him as a as a top thirty, but Rogers actually uh, I believe has uh, two finishes of tenth here, so two top tens the last two years. Man, he's he, he's a kid uh, Avon, Indiana, of course nearby where I grew up, uh, uh, University or Stanford University. This guy. He should have won. He should have won that event at the Barracuda, where where I had him, and then uh, got nipped at the end by Akshay Batia. So, two top tens the last two years here for
3: Patrick Rogers. All right. Thanks to Matt Grill of DraftKings. he was on with us in the first hour to break down the golf tournament. Bruce Marshall on college hoops. We got a big show lined up on Thursday night too. Stay tuned because this show replays overnight on the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Paul Howard, follow the money on deck.